it's a it's an honor to speak to you, Mr. Dickerson. Uh, you're a legendary director and uh, cinematographer, and I'm just uh, so in awe of your work that you have did with uh, Spike Lee over the years. Uh, just uh, your contributions to popular American culture are um, uh, pretty extraordinary. And I just wanted to say that before I, I, I get started, that I, I am indeed a fan. And so I, it's an honor. Uh, in what ways did working with Spike Lee prepare you for uh, directing your own film, Juice, which uh, is celebrating its 30th anniversary? That's why we're here to talk about that. And I wanted to see uh, what uh, what ways did working with, with uh, Mr. Lee prepare you for directing your own film? Well, it was, it's crazy because as a cinematographer, a lot of my early films, not just working with Spike, but working with John Sayles, a lot was also acted in Brother from Another Planet. Spike started acting in uh, She's Gotta Have It. Um, I worked with the uh, Chinese director, Peter Wang, in a movie called Laser Man, and he acted in that. And whenever that happens, it always puts the cinematographer in the position of being the co-director. And so the, the director is always, uh, relying upon me to tell him how things are going when he is acting in front of the camera. So, um, and so, you know, it was that being able to talk with actors and, you know, help me find a, a, a new craft of acting that uh, prepared me, uh, you know, for dealing with uh, young actors when finally the time came to make juice. Right. Yes. Uh... I, I could imagine that that would be the case, and um, obviously you, uh, you you had been doing it for a while, so so uh, it was it was a good training ground, uh, I'm sure. Uh, now you co-wrote the film. What was the genesis of the idea for the film? I was just curious where you uh, wound up, uh, you know, where, how the idea came to you. The the original idea came to me when I was uh, at Howard University in Washington D.C. Uh, I spent my first summer there after my first year, and I worked at the post office. And every morning, a lot of mornings going to work, you had to be, you had to check in by uh, 6.59 a.m. So I'm taking the bus to work in the morning, and it's still dark, but they were kids. There were a lot of, sometimes there were like some young kids that looked like they had been hanging out all night long. And it started me wondering, you know, what were they doing all night? You know, what kind of, what kind of adventures had they gotten into? And I just felt that, you know, kids being on the streets at night, getting into all kinds of trouble was, um, you know, was a great idea for a film. And, and I just held on to it for years because uh, uh, finally, I guess it was about uh, 20 years later, I was able to uh, actually start writing the script with uh, Gerard Brown, who was also at Howard University. But also, um, a lot of it also came out of uh, the fact that we started seeing guns becoming more prevalent in the neighborhoods uh, throughout the United States. And um, that was something that was uh, terrifying to us because growing up, guns was not part of our becoming young adults. Um, that was a very, you know, weird thing. And, um, and we wanted to talk about that because, you know, when we were growing up, if you had a beef with somebody, you would duke it out. You would fight it with somebody. But now, you know, a beef just stepping on somebody's sneakers to get you shot. Mm -hmm. And that we found horrifying. And uh, we wanted to talk about that. And so uh, that's basically how it started. 
Interesting. Very interesting. Uh, yeah, things things did change uh, quite a bit um, in the, uh, the the decade, I would say, leading up to uh, the time period when you made the film. And it's an interesting film in that it begins as a hangout film and then turns into a thriller. So it kind of catches you off guard. The structure of the film is is uh, very unique in that way. I remember that was my original. I saw it when it originally when it originally came out, and I was uh, quite surprised. I didn't expect uh, it to go where it was eventually went. Uh, so was that originally your plan, or that was in the script because I wanted to introduce these young men, and uh, you know see their everyday lives, see what they were going through, um, get to know them, you know, uh, what their day-to-day life and struggle was, uh, was before we introduced the, the main struggle of the film, which was uh, what caused the destruction of the group. You know, it was important to really establish guys being friends who had been tight buddies for like many years. Um, hmm. and, uh, you know, and I, and that just would experience to them much more, you know, we knew, we knew what Q's dreams were, you know, his dreams to become a, uh, uh, a DJ. Uh, we saw the frustration in Bishop, you know, with uh, living his life and, and feeling that he had no control over his life or any kind of power or any juice in, um, living in his neighborhood. Raheem, mm-hmm. you know, his struggle was trying to keep everybody together because he was the leader of the group, you mm-hmm. know, uh, just trying to keep it, you know, the guys uh, from, from kind of going off the deep end. And Steele was just kind of like just floating through life, making crazy dishes for his friends, you know, when they were playing hooky from school. So it was, um, you know, it was important to really establish these young men in their lives before we uh, dropped them into the main drama. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, that, that totally makes sense. And it, and it totally works. It totally works within the context of the film. And uh, it kind of, like I said, catches you off guard, uh, the, the, ta- the turn that it takes. And so uh, th- I think that's part of the film's uh, power. Um, now, this is a question that I guess you can, uh, this can uh, work for the Spike Lee films or Juice as well. But uh, this was a question uh, that I was curious about. How do you find a balance, uh, how, or rather, how do you d- uh, balance a desire to be operatic with the requirements of the basic narrative of the film? Uh, because that's a, that's a tricky line to walk. Yeah, you, um, you know, uh, it's it's interesting because a lot of times it's a feeling. You know, it's um, it's it, it's what feels right. It's what, feel, what is the right way that you can feel, as me as the filmmaker can feel, is the best way to get the point across to the audience. Um, opera is great because sometimes that's a way of getting great themes and, 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 and big ideas over to people, but you, know, you have to just be careful when you introduce that. It's, uh, it's part of building the, the stream of narrative. Um, it's the same as introducing comedy. You know, how do you introduce comedy into the middle of a drama? You know, you find the right way. Uh, you know, a, a lot of what we do is, is, is unconscious, I think. You know, a lot of art is unconscious. A lot of art comes out of, you know, how we feel about something. And, um, and when you're putting a film together, you're always searching. My, 
my favorite mantra is that creation is a patient search. And, um, and, you know, when you're putting a film together, you're searching for the right moments of, of when to introduce this, when to go big, you know, when to go small, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, uh, it's a, it's a constant, you know, questioning and, and, and talk to myself when I'm writing the script, but also after the script is written, when I'm planning how to, to film and, and how we're going to let it play. So it's, um, it's a constant dialogue. I talk to myself a lot. It's, <laughs> well, you, you, you always find such a wonderful balance in your, in the, in the work that you've done both as a director and a cinematographer. And I just wanted to say that, um, what lessons from directing have you taken with you to subsequent projects? I know time's running short, but if you could just give me a short answer on that. <laughs> um, you know, it's, uh, you grow and you become more confident. Um, but, uh, you know, you always leave yourself open, you know, the, the, the mistake of being a director is when, you know, the big mistake is when you figure you've got it all figured, but every film was a learning experience. You know, um, you know, you, you're confronted with, um, probably five dozen, uh, earth decisions to make in the course of a day, a lot of them you have to make at a moment's notice. And it's a, it's a constant education. You know, you, I, I, every film teaches me something new. Um, and that's the thing that I embrace about it. I go into it knowing that if you excuse my French, a lot of shit is going to happen today. <laughs> so, you know, you just got to be ready for it. And, yes. um, and you just got to go with the flow. Excellent. That's great. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I thank you so much for your time again. Thank you for your work that you've done uh, and what a, what a mark that you've uh, you've, you've left with us uh, in your work. And we appreciate it. Thank you so much.